hello and welcome to another edition of the Media Boat Podcast. Woo woo woo! It's December. Today, in fact, is December the 5th. If you're only hearing one voice, do not adjust your audio device. There is only one person this week, and it's me. It's Matt. Mike did a solo show last week. But this week, he is in uh, Florida. Uh, he's currently in Disney World. Uh, I hope. I didn't listen to last week's show. I know. I know. I should have. But if he didn't end with, and now I'm going to Disney World, then he should have. Because that's where he is. But yeah, it's the Media Boat Podcast. Today is December 5th, as I mentioned, 2018. This is episode 152. I'm going to try to do um, a normal-esque show for you guys. A bit, maybe a briefer one. I did less news stories than Mike typically does. It's just so we could like get it, like a tidy little tiny show out this week for you guys. But we'll see how it goes. If you're new to the Media Boat Podcast... It is your source for news about movies, music, video games, and television. Not necessarily in that order. Whatever order it ends up being today, I guess I should say. I have free reign, so I can change the order if I wanted to. I'm not going to. But before I keep rambling, let's go right into the show. We always start with movies, and we always start movies with the weekend box office numbers. First up, your number one movie was again this week, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Racket Ralph 2, with another $26 million, adding to its domestic total so far of $119 million. This, of course, uh, is um, kind of a weird in-between weekend. It's between the holidays. It's before we kind of get ramped up into the, 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 de- the December holidays, kind of after the Thanksgiving holidays, so... Still, not a, not a bad takeaway for a movie that just keeps on making money. Number two this week was Dr. Seuss's The Grinch with another $18 million, adding to its impressive $203 million domestic rack-up. Number three, Creed 2 slides right down with $17 million to add to its $80 million uh, make. Fantastic Beasts, the Harry Potter universe continues to thrive with another $11 million, adding to a reasonable 134. And lastly, rounding up your top five, Bohemian Rhapsody hangs in there with another $8 million, adding to its $164 million domestic total. If you're looking for a movie to see this weekend, though, i got bad news. There are no major releases this week that aren't a re-release. I mention that because you do have... Uh, coming to a thousand theaters in the U.S. this week, a re-release of the, C- the Spielberg classic Schindler's List. So if you haven't seen that in a while, I guess go see that. But there are no new movies this weekend. So I don't know. Uh, chill at home. Watch something on from Netflix. I don't know. Do what you do. So that's it for box office, which means uh, and oh yeah, I didn't watch any movies this week either. So we can roll right into movie news. Of course, the big news today, and this is like a little blip, because um, I did not actually watch this, but the new trailer for uh, Captain Marvel came out today. So just to let you guys know, that's out in the wild, and you should check it out if that 
tickles your fancy. In other movie news, Netflix has inked another deal with a famous director, this time Chris Columbus, of course, uh, known as the director behind the Harry Potter, the first two Harry Potter movies, Sorcerer's Stone and the Chamber of Secrets, as well as kind of being famous for uh, penning the scripts behind Gremlins and the Groonies back in the 80s. He made his directorial debut back in 87 with Adventures in Babysitting, and of course he's famous for Home Alone, Bicentennial Man, Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, Stepmom, others. Basically, this is a big deal for family fare on Netflix. Netflix has made a lot of deals with other kinds of directors, but this is a sure get for kind of your warm family stuff. Now, say what you will about Chris Columbus. He's not the most amazing director. Um, I mean, he was mostly famous for working with kids a lot. I don't know. Not my cup of tea, but I'm sure somebody out there, this will produce a movie that they'll want to see. Other movie news. Today was a big day for announcing hosts of things, apparently, because uh, word got out that the Academy Award host has been decided. Your Oscars this uh, coming up year will be hosted by none other than comedian Kevin Hart. Uh, Deadline.com uh, today revealed as a contender and confirmed that he got the gig. Uh, he will become the fourth African-American to MC the show, uh, following Richard Pryor, who hosted back in 1977 and 1983, Whoopi Goldberg, who hosted in 93, 95, 98, and 2001, and most recently Chris Rock, who hosted the telecast in 2005 and 2016. And not my pick. Like, I don't know if uh, Kevin Hart can hold an entire show, especially as something like the Oscars. I wonder how much of him, like, this will be, how much he'll be on the stage besides the indicate, like, initial, um, monologue kind of portion i don't know traditionally they don't do a whole lot with their hosts uh the oscars except for that opening bit where they kind of just let them go do do whatever they want i foresee a montage with him in a lot of celebrity cameos that's where i see this going uh so yeah it is what it is um we still don't know how these academy awards are going to shape up uh come next year so uh award season though is happening so I'm sure we'll have updates about that soon. In fact, we'll talk about another award show that will actually have movie nominations as well uh, in the television section in just a few minutes. But yeah, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a pick for host. I mean, on Twitter, uh, I saw somebody suggest the pairing of uh, Billy Eichner and Kate McKinnon, and man, that'd be so much better. But here we are with Kevin Hart. Anyways, let's move on. I didn't see any of the movies, so let's move right out of movies and into television. We usually start television with sports. Mike's not here. I am not an expert on sports, so I can't tell you what's going on in the world of basketball or NASCAR or whatever the hell is happening right now. What I can tell you, though, is something on my sports radar got blipped. Uh, our favorite here at the Media Boat Podcast, Mr. Mark Sanchez, the Sanchez himself, is back on the gridiron this weekend he started for washington um i'm not really sure where this came from i didn't even know he was on the team but he's a starting quarterback now and i don't i don't know it's weird i don't know the guy he'll disappear for a while he'll reappear i'm not really sure uh how his career 
exists still. But hey, you know what? He's making money, and that's okay with me. Let's move on then out of sports and into television news proper. As I kind of hinted at earlier, um, hosts upon hosts were announced today. Uh, not only did we learn about the Oscars, but we also learned about the upcoming Golden Globes. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. The Golden Globes will be hosted by uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's Andy Samberg and Killing Eve's Sandra Oh. Uh, they will co-host the Santa ceremony, which is scheduled for January 6th. And in case if you were wondering where those nominations are, well, good news. They'll be here Thursday morning. That's tomorrow morning. Uh, for me, but for most of you, since this will probably go up tomorrow morning, around the same time as you hear this. So uh, I'm not really clear on uh, who the frontrunners are for movies or television here. I would guess that this is probably, uh, you're probably looking at uh, Bo Burnham's 8th grade getting some nominations, probably uh, Boots Riley's, um, uh, ba -ba -ba, what's the name of that movie? Uh, Sorry for Bothering. So, sorry to bother you. I forget exactly what it's called. That's a front runner, I'm sure. You'll probably see stuff uh, the TV side comment probably dominated by uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel, who took home a bunch of Emmys last year. Um, so yeah, probably some pretty predictable races in there. Uh, but I'm sure there's prob probably stuff I'm ignoring and haven't thought about. Black Panther might be a... Uh, I was going to say Dark Horse pick, but I was like, oh, that's an embarrassing thing to say. Um, but whatever ends up happening there, maybe we'll see some more mainstream, kind of good combination of mainstream and, and prestige films and TV shows. So look forward to that tomorrow morning, Thursday uh, the uh, 6th. All right, let's move on to our next story. I thought this one was interesting. Everything from the 90s is coming back. As you know, nostalgia is... Um, burning on all cylinders this year, especially as we kind of move into the end of the decade. People want to reboot everything that aired in the 1990s, and MTV Studios is doing just that. They're rebooting Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah, remember Celebrity Deathmatch? At the stop-motion uh, kind of fighting between, you know, crude depictions of at-the-time celebrities. Well, they're reviving it. Uh, Celebrity Deathmatch is coming back. Uh, the studio basically kind of got relaunched. MTV Studios proper did not exist for several years. They were pretty much just doing reality content over on MTV. Uh, it'll be a reimagined uh, version of the cult favorite. Um, and uh, its original run was back in 1998 to 2002. Out of all people attached to star and produce Ice Cube is involved in this production alongside his partner jeff quatinets quatinets i'm not sure uh through his cube vision production company hey if i needed a name for uh ice cubes production company cube vision is up there for sure that's a pretty good name <laughs> all right let's move on out of that i didn't watch any television this week i know i know just kind of catching up on Jeopardies, you know, as you do. That's it uh, for television, which means let's talk about some cancellations and renewals. Some stuff got canceled this week, and some stuff got renewed. I mean, obviously. Uh, first up, Netflix has renewed uh, 
Narcos, specifically, I guess, a I don't know if this is a spinoff or an extension of the Narcos franchise, Narcos Mexico uh, will be getting a second season. NBC confirmed that The Good Place, uh, the best show on television, is getting a, a renewal for a fourth season. So good for it and everybody involved. HBO will be re- renewing My Brilliant Friend for a second season. Comedy Central has axed another period. It will be canceled after third three seasons. And Netflix's Daredevil has been canceled, uh, much to the chagrin of the internet after three seasons. Uh, a lot of people talking about how this seems to be the ultimate example of uh, Disney kind of pulling all their Netflix content in anticipation of uh, Disney Plus set to launch next year, uh, their own streaming service. As we kind of talked about in the past, it's a no-brainer for them to just bring over existing content they have. So wouldn't be surprised if that this was a, just the move to just like completely relocate it. But Netflix might be just be devoid of all Marvel content pretty soon here. I mean, everything's kicked a bucket, kicked the bucket officially except for um, a couple of them. I'm not sure if the, all of the ser- series that they've had on there are gone quite yet, but it's definitely looking like the writing is on the wall for them. AMC has renewed Preacher uh, for season four as well. Uh, and before we wrap up the cancellations and renewals, we also have to talk about deaths. And of course, the big one this week, uh, former President uh, George H.W. Bush. You know, uh, he was vice president for a while under Roger Roger, <laughs> under, under Ronald Reagan, and then of course served as president himself, the 41st president of the United States. Eh, you know what? Not the most amazing president in the world. Like, there's some really bad stuff when you think about his, you know, his stance on the AIDS epidemic and kind of not doing enough, you know, to save, literally save lives or make people aware of how serious of an epidemic it was. Uh, kind of a notorious, um, notoriously harsh campaigner. Also kind of, but also has a legacy of, I mean, he just passed the American Disabilities Act, which is super important, and and I'm glad that that at least happened. But, you know, not not overall, not a great, not a great uh, presidency, not a great political legacy there. And, you know, the less said about his son, the better. So let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about the next section, which is music. We're just pumping through this. It's going to be a quick show. Music this week. We, of course, start the section with the Billboard charts. Uh, I have this written down this week to make this super easy. Your Billboard 100, which is your singles chart. We start with number one this week, Travis Scott's Sicko Mode, after weeks upon weeks Sitting in the top five is finally your number one song in the world. No, just in the country, but might as well be. Moving down to number two, Ariana Grande's Thank You Next. Number three, Marshmallow and Bastille with Happier. Number four, Halsey, Without Me. And number five, Panic at the Disco has a top five single with High Hopes. The Billboard 200 charts, meanwhile, uh, your album charts, Number one album in the country this week is Mumford and Sons with Delta. Uh, Mike listened to that last a couple weeks ago and said it is a boring slog. So there you go. Michael Bublé uh, put out Love. Uh, that is your number two record. 
his supposed last record. Number three, The Greatest Showman Reimagined hits the chart. Uh, right above another soundtrack, number four, A Star is Born soundtrack, hanging on there. And number five, debuting this week into the top five, Mariah Carey's new album, Caution. Upcoming releases for this week, uh, for the week of December 7th, Seven Horse with Superfecta, Brett Young with Ticket to L.A., Gucci Mane with Evil Genius, Ice Cube with Everything's Corrupt. Yes, you heard me right, an Ice Cube album. We just talked about Ice Cube. He's everywhere. Van Morrison with Prophet Speaks. XXL with Puff Ogigio. <laughs> That's pretty good. And the late XXX Tentation, or Tentacoin as we like to call him, with an album called Skins. Let's move into music news. Just two quick stories for you this week. First up, Justin Timberlake is uh, currently in the middle of a huge tour, uh, but he's pushing back all of his remaining dates in December as his bruised vocal cords are continuing to mend. The man is on vocal rest. Uh, so if you happened to buy some tickets and are eagerly anticipating to seeing uh, Justin Timberlake, well, you might be delayed a little bit. Uh, so those won't be canceled. They'll just be pushed back. Uh, so just uh, keep an eye on your orders and where you bought those tickets from. And I'm sure you'll be notified about uh, further things to do. Also in music news this week, uh, the Primavera Sound Festival over in Barcelona, Spain, uh, has announced their lineup. Uh, it will be held in from May 30th to June 1st, uh, 2019 in Barcelona. Among the headliners uh, for this year's festival, uh, Future, Janelle Monet, Nas, Rosalia. Um, it uh, also includes Solange, Tame Paula, Cardi B, J Balvin, Erica Padu. Uh, also notable here, Carly Rae Jepsen will be there. Mm, just saying. It's a killer lineup. Uh, it boasts about a 50-50 gender uh, mix, too. Uh, which is very, very rare. Uh, so yeah, uh, nothing but good news there. So if you can afford to make the trip out to Spain <laughs> to go to Barcelona, uh, worth it, apparently. Although in the past, just a note, um, I know that Red Bull TV uh, typically does some live streaming of the event. So if that happens again this, this year, I will be glued to that stream because I want to see so many of these artists. All right, well, that does it for music news. Um, I did really briefly want to talk about, I listened to that 1975 record, uh, the 1975s, what is it called? It's like a, something about evaluation of online relationships. It's a long, stupid name. I don't get it. I listened to this because I had heard some, like I had read a lot of very positive uh, things about the band and this album in specific, um, talking about how generation generationally important they were and all this stuff, and how apparently we should be paying attention to them. I don't quite understand, and maybe I'm missing something, but I listened to it. It's fine. They do some interesting things uh, musically with the record. 
a lot of different kind of textures and there's a song that kind of goes into a jazz number there's a, some interesting use of um of like vocoder and um auto-tune there's some songs that sound very like digitized uh, and kind of robotic but with like a warmth to it there's interesting things going on the, the production of these songs and the songwriting is pretty decent but i still don't like think that this is something i would ever listen to which may be a more of a me problem than anyone else um if mike was here and i, I would actually recommend that he check this out it sounds uh sounds uh, not too dissimilar to m83 which i know in the past mike has enjoyed uh, m83 so like i don't know i'm thinking that there might be something there for him to check out i know he checked out some of the their singles off of this record earlier in the year and had some things to say about it um i just i don't know it's just like the musical equivalent of paint drying to me and i just don't know why i can't enjoy it uh, but i'm sure a lot of people are out there enjoying this record so hey have fun have fun enjoy it let's move on though uh, it's time to talk about video games our last segment in this very very short show uh, we start with the upcoming releases for this week. First up, Just Cause 4. Why would you buy that? Eh, just Cause. Just Cause 4 uh, is out this week on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yes, finally. It is here for Switch. Uh, the for 4th? Yeah, no, 5th. Wait. Yeah, that's crazy fifth super smash brothers game that took me a while to realize that that was true uh that is finally out on switch this week so i'm sure all of you crazy people are out there day one uh will be out there day one to get that thing and play all 60 billion whatever characters are in that game and then lastly a uh, really cool uh, uh thing for me uh the uh, remaster of the original katamari damacy called katamari reroll is out on PC and Switch this week, so a lot of good stuff. Uh, three really strong releases this week. Let's move into the news. First up, uh, Fortnite, because Fortnite is always in the news, is in the news again this week, uh, but this time of a more controversial uh, style of news story. Uh, a rapper called Two Millie is suing uh, Epic Games, of course, the, maker, the makers of Fortnite, uh, for selling his signature Millie Rock dance as an emote that they call Swipe It. Uh, Pierce Bainbridge, the law firm uh, representing 2 Millie, filed the complaint in the Central District Court of California today, accusing Epic of, among other things, copyright infringement and exploiting African-American talent for profit in the game. If this sounds familiar at all, it's because a few weeks ago on this very podcast... We kind of talked about how it was inevitable that eventually these dances that are used in these um, these video games would eventually be like trying to take like be the the target of a copyright claim. I mean, ostensibly, when somebody creates a dance, like it's they have ownership over it. They created the dance. Like everyone associates Michael Jackson when the moonwalk. Whenever somebody else moonwalks, it's not just oh they're moonwalking. It's more like they're doing that Michael Jackson dance. I don't think it's any different uh, for this 2 Millie or 
whoever else might have dances representing these games. So to genericize them and just to kind of put them in the games without credit, not exactly a great look. This might uh, end up being kind of an um, interesting uh, precedent kind of case. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what happens here if Epic uh, makes any changes to the game or maybe they stop selling this dance for money. Maybe it really is just the money quotient here that Millie isn't getting, well, anywhere close to two Millie uh, for the use of his dance. Um, so who knows when Epic's gonna, how Epic's going to handle this suit, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Meanwhile, speaking of Epic... Um, I didn't actually write this down, but I remember this is kind of an important thing to talk about. Epic is launching their own store called the Epic Games Store. Uh, this will be an extension of their existing Epic Launcher, uh, where you currently launch games like Fortnite. Uh, but it will also be a place where you can buy things. And a bunch of other publishers are planning on providing their games to the storefront. And it looks like it could be the first real good challenger to Steam that we've seen in more than a decade. So I'll definitely be keeping my eyes on that thing. Meanwhile, speaking of big publishers, our last story today is about Bethesda. Now, if you've been paying attention to the drama that has been surrounding Fallout 76, well, there's a lot to cover. And so thus, I don't have everything written down here. Uh, just do yourself a favor and Google the term Bethesda or Fallout 76 canvas bag and have a good laugh. Long story short, pre-orders uh, for one of the um, deluxe packages of the game, I believe a $200 uh, version of Fallout 76 that came with all sorts of stuff, was supposed to come with a canvas bag. And I guess when people actually got the bags, they weren't canvas, they were like a weird nylon, and people were pissed! Don't ever, I guess, switch fabrics on a video game fan, because they'll freak out. Who knew? Um, anyway, so after like a week of drama about like a, a inappropriate response from a customer service agent over at Bethesda, followed by an apology, kind of a non-apology apology, now this week it hit that apparently they're going to try to uh, get in contact with the people who got the bags and try to send replacements, actual canvas bag replacements for these bags. Well, that was all fine and dandy until today. Some people, apparently, that are submitting tickets to get these uh, replacement canvas bags have encountered um, a part of Bethesda's support system that they didn't intend on finding where they can open and close their own tickets and check out customers' personal information. Yeah, not great. Basically, a loophole that opens up the, the back end of the system where you can straight up see personal sensitive information like addresses and credit card numbers. Yeah, scary, right? This basically allots to a mini information breach. And although this stuff hasn't gotten out in the open, the potential to do so had Bethesda panicking. Um, number of users on Reddit and companies' forums claimed to have been shown all kinds of things. That they should not have been shown from this back end. Uh, Bethesda says that the loophole has since been closed. So the whatever got out during that time, hopefully it wasn't anything too 
uh, sensitive. Keep this in mind if you're one of these people who submitted a ticket to get a canvas bag, even though you're insane. Uh, still make sure that your uh, payments um, are from you and not from somebody uh, somewhere far away. So do your due diligence, make sure you're, you're taking a look. But seriously, Bethesda, clean up your e-commerce act. That's just embarrassing. All right, well, uh, video game-wise, I, I haven't been playing anything new, uh, just the usuals. So that means that we're here in a uh, short, crisp 30 minutes. Uh, we have made it to the end of the Media Boat podcast, uh, number 152. Uh, quick one. We'll be back with a full show uh, starting next week with both of us back in the saddle. Um, we will hopefully be live as well, or return to live podcasting. So look forward to that probably on Wednesday night of next week. Uh, that will be Wednesday, the, uh, math, uh, the 12th, Wednesday, December 12th. Uh, so hopefully we'll also on that show kind of tell you what our plans are for our holiday casts. Traditionally here at the Media Bow Podcast, we do some special podcasting for you at the end of the year. And this will include some lists, uh, year-end lists about our favorite movies, television uh, shows, video games, and albums of the year. We'll have all that and more for you, I'm sure, very, very soon. Um, and we'll be back with a proper show next time. So uh, keep keep at it. Keep listening to our stuff. If you want to listen, uh, watch us live, by the way, we're at YouTube. Just search Media Book Podcast on YouTube. Find our channel. Subscribe. And you'll know when we go live. If you'd rather hear, hear just the audio version, like this week, uh, you can always subscribe to our podcast uh, by any fine podcast uh, stores such as Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can pop in Media Boat Podcast in the search field. You'll probably find us. You can also find our website, MediaBoatPodcast.com, where we have an archive of writing that we've done in the past related to our content on the podcast. You can also find us on social media. We're at Media Boatcast on Twitter, Media Boat Podcast on Facebook, if you search our name. And uh, we're also on Patreon.com slash Media Boat if you want to help us out with money. You can help us out by donating as little as a dollar a month, and that still will help us make more content and better content. That'll do it for this week. We will see you guys for a proper show next week. See you next time. Peace out.